0: Hi, this is Denise Maranatha from PsalmsCast, bringing great tidings of joy with our bonus podcast each day through December 24th. This month is the most wonderful time of the year for many, whereas other peoples really struggle through this time. Expectations are set high and it is easy to get caught up in all the chaos and all the drama of various traditions. For those who know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, for the last 1,700 years, December 25th has been designated as Jesus' birthday. Thus, why some people say Jesus is the reason for the season. Oh, friends, there is so much more to this story than a babe in a manger, nativity scenes, and church traditions. Jesus is the reason, period, all day and every day. So in order to honor the true ministry of why Jesus was born into our world, Each night you will hear one chapter of the book of Luke, a unique testimony of Jesus' life, his ministry, and the how and why that he is our Lord, our Messiah, and through him every single one of us can be set free from the chains that bind and certain eternal death. The point in sharing this each night is to invite the Lord into your life so that he can unpack how following Jesus can change everything going forth from today each day i do try to give a brief recap of what happened the previous day and in luke 17 jesus warns of offenses regarding sin faith and duty jesus heals 10 men from leprosy and he also discusses the coming of the kingdom of god chapter 17 is an interesting read especially if you struggle with how many times you have to forgive somebody Or if you ever ponder, when is Jesus coming back? And that brings us into our next chapter that we're going to cover today. It is chapter 18 of the Gospel of Luke, and I am reading from the Message Bible. Jesus told them a story showing that it was necessary for them to pray consistently and to never quit. He said, There was once a judge in some city who never gave God a thought and cared nothing for people. A widow in that city kept after him. My rights are being violated. Protect me. He never gave her the time of day. But after this went on and on, he said to himself, I care nothing what God thinks, even less what people think. But because this widow won't quit badgering me, I'd better do something and see that she gets justice. Otherwise, I'm going to end up beaten black and blue by her pounding. Then the master said, Do you hear what that judge, corrupt as he is, is saying? So, what makes you think God won't step in and work justice for his chosen people, who continue to cry out for help? Won't he stick up for them? I assure you, he will. He will not drag his feet, but how much of that kind of persistent faith will a son of man find on the earth when he returns? He told his next story to some who were complacently pleased with themselves over their moral performance and looked down their noses at the common people. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee, the other a tax man. The Pharisee posed and prayed like this, "O oh God, I thank you that I am not like other people, robbers, crooks, adulterers, or heaven forbid, like this taxman. I fast twice a week and tithe on all my income." Meanwhile, the taxman slumped in the shadows, his face and his hands not daring to look up, said, "God, give mercy, forgive me a sinner." Jesus commented, This tax man, not the other, went home made right with God. If you walk around with your nose in the air, you're going to end up flat on your face. But if you're content to be simply yourself, you will become more than yourself. People brought babies to Jesus, hoping he might touch them. When the disciples saw this, they shooed them off. Jesus called them back, let these children alone don't get between them and me these children are the kingdom's pride and joy mark this unless you accept god's kingdom in the simplicity of a child you'll never get in one day one of the local officials asked him good teacher what must i do to deserve eternal life jesus said why are you calling me good no one is good only God you know the commandments don't you no illicit sex no killing no stealing no lying honor your father and mother he said i've kept them all for as long as i can remember when jesus heard that he said then there's one more thing left to do sell everything you own and give it away to the poor you will have riches in heaven then come follow me this was the last thing the official expected to hear he was very rich and became terribly sad he was holding on tight to a lot of things and not about to let them go seeing his reaction jesus said do you have any idea how difficult it is for people who have it all to enter god's kingdom i'd say it's easier to thread a camel through a needle's eye, than to get a rich person into God's kingdom. Then who has any chance at all? the other said. No chance at all, Jesus said, if you think you can pull it off by yourself. Every chance in the world, if you trust God to do it. Peter tried to regain some initiative. We left everything we owned and followed you, didn't we? Yes, said Jesus. And you won't regret it. No one who has sacrificed home, spouse, brothers and sisters, parents, children, whatever will lose out. It will all come back multiplied many times over in your lifetime. And then the bonus of eternal life. Then Jesus took the twelve off to the side and said, Listen carefully. We're on our way up to Jerusalem. Everything written in the prophets about the Son of Man will take place. He will be handed over to the Romans, jeered at, ridiculed, and spit on. Then, after giving him the third degree, they will kill him. In three days he will rise alive. But they didn't get it, could make neither heads nor tails of what he was talking about. He came to the outskirts of Jericho. A blind man was sitting beside the road asking for handouts. When he heard the rustle of the crowd, he asked what was going on. They told him, Jesus the Nazarene is going by. He yelled, Jesus, son of David, mercy, have mercy on me. Those ahead of Jesus told the man to shut up, but he only yelled all the louder. Son of David, mercy, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and ordered him to be brought over. When he had come near, Jesus asked, What do you want from me? He said, Master, I want to see again. Jesus said, Go ahead, see again. Your faith has saved and healed you. The healing was instant. He looked up, seeing, and then followed Jesus, glorifying God. Everyone on the street joined in, shouting praise to God. I am pretty sure I say this every single day since we started this. Is your mind reeling and overloading on all that you just heard? And yes, reading these chapters aloud just continues to challenge my abilities, and this particular chapter, there's one that hits very close to the situation in my life. The blind man specifically. Not being able to see clearly or to see easily is very restricting. In order to see the menu on the Audacity recording platform, I need to use a magnifying glass. The same thing when I am trying to retrieve a file because the file names are in tiny print. And it's hard to tell the difference between a six and a five. Perhaps there are some accommodation available. I just have not managed to find time to dig for how to make that happen. Am I blind like this man who was sitting by the road hoping for handouts? No, not even close. Many who had physical infirmities in Jesus' day lived along the edges of society begging to survive, they would be considered homeless vagrants. Whereas I have an amazing spouse who has been working diligently to make himself available to chauffeur me to many doctor's appointments, as well as making sure that I was able to go to my friend's carols for an overnight adventure. And that was a major time buster. It was an hour and a half, to where she was working. He dropped me off, gave her a hug, and then turned around and drove back home. And it took a little over two hours to get back. Seriously, I am so blessed. As I read this testimony of Jesus providing healing, I struggled to fathom why the Lord has not restored my vision miraculously. Yes, I am pretty sure I have asked for healing. But then I pause and wonder if I asked for healing or for direction on how to navigate this journey. That's two radically different situations. And if I did ask Jesus to have mercy on me and to heal my eyes, perhaps I gave up after one or two requests. It's very humbling to consider... if a judge who had no value for god or other people would finally do the right thing for the persistent woman who is asking for justice god of course will do so the key is consistency and sadly i think i lack that kind of persistent faith and yes jesus would find me lacking if he were to return today the other wow was how Jesus handled the rich man who wanted to know what was needed in order to, and this is the exact wording because that matters, good teacher, what must I do to deserve eternal life? Jesus' response is interesting when we consider that Jesus was the son of God, is the son of God, yet the majority of that time did not see him as such. Jesus said, why are you calling me good? no one is good only god have you ever thought of that you and i we are not good god is the only one who is good jesus states the basics of the ten commandments and the guy says hey i've been doing that for as long as i can remember then jesus states just one more thing sell everything give it all to the poor which will result in riches in heaven Then come and follow me. Seriously, the dude was bummed because he had worked hard and he had to get where he had gotten. He was rich. And yet he was not willing to let all that go. Which is why Jesus says this profound statement about how difficult it is for a person who has it all. Wealth, comfort, security, relationships, respect. In order to enter heaven of course I'm pretty sure that shocked everyone that's why some said then who has any chance at all Jesus response is again key listen carefully no chance at all if you think you can pull it off by yourself bluntly there is not one thing you or I can give or bring to God that will allow us to enter heaven of our own making, doing, or being. The second half is key. Every chance in the world if you trust God to do it. Friends, that's the only only hope we have. And there is so much more here in this chapter. And if you have thoughts or questions, be sure to reach out through one of the contact methods to ask or to share. The Facebook PsalmsCast page is a great platform to engage with others. Hopefully you have enjoyed today's reading. I hope you will share with others about this daily podcast, PsalmsCast, that's called December Miracle, so they too can experience meeting Jesus each day as we head into the thick of these holidays. In just a moment, I'll share some contact information for those who are interested. But to the rest of you today, That's a wrap. I am Denise. I love you and appreciate you. Have a blessed night and God bless. See you tomorrow for chapter 19. The Psalmscast contact methods are as follows. To call, to text, or if you are using WhatsApp. The number is 1-470-240-1509. You can email to PsalmsCast at gmail.com. PsalmsCast does have a page on Facebook where you can share your thoughts, interact with others, and of course, like, follow, and share the podcast episodes. If you have enjoyed this podcast, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss a day.